4: Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side?
5: On today's episode of Don't Blame Me, we have Megan Tongis as a guest and we talk about friends forcing other friends to take birth control and also what happens when you're a sugar baby and your sister's going to tell your parents. Thanks to Audible for supporting Don't Blame Me. For a free audiobook with a 30-day free trial, go to audible.com slash blame or text blame to 500- 500. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me. And today, if you're watching this, you'll already know. But if you're just listening to this, we have an exciting guest. It's Megan Tongis. Hello. Do you want to know a fun fact? You're one of the first people I ever subscribed to on the <laughs> Internet. I'm not kidding. Like in when did you start, when did you start your channel?
1: 2006.
5: So I, so if I graduated high school in 2011 okay. and I started watching YouTube when I was a sophomore in high school. Okay. So I started watching your channel in wow. 9, like 2007, 2008.
1: Wow. Yeah. Early tonjus.
5: I'm, I think I was subscribed. subscribed to like four people.
1: Oh my was God. you,
5: JP Metz. Oh my God. I um, must have been
1: like soundly awake at yes, that point. soundly
5: awake. <laughs> and, um. Uh, I want to say I was subscribed to Smosh and then I unsubscribed because I was like, this is not content for me. Fair, fair. But yeah, that was like, you guys were the wow.
1: only people I watched. We're going back right now. <laughs> yeah. So that's my embarrassing That's so funny. Well, I'm still romance. friends with all of those people. That makes me really fucking happy. Nikki lives here in no Los Angeles. He lives like down the street from me. Aww. We still make videos together. That Much me- better produced videos, but, but still. I
5: mean, it's just like, I, you're literally who I think of when I think of like OG YouTube. Oh my God. I'll take it.
1: I mean, that's such a compliment. Uh, if, I, and I didn't unsubscribe. Oh my god i must have done something right yeah consistently (laughs) Consistently. (laughs) always putting up videos constantly no i think it's
5: awesome because there's so many channels that i like had subscribed to forever ago i'm like whatever happened to those people but then it's like then there's ones you're like oh no it's like i can be like wow this is creepy i feel like i've watched your entire life but like i didn't stop
1: watching your entire life it's okay well that's good too because i've changed a lot of content in the past few years so like i started off doing music and I still am working on music, but I kind of veered away from that recently. So it's nice to know that you. But you around. have a beautiful voice. Thank you. We won't make you sing. Don't worry. I mean, I don't even know what I would sing. It's like, what, do people <laughs> do that at parties too? And you're like, oh, I sing, and they're like, sing something for us. I'm the worst kind of musician. Like, I'm a musician that hates other musicians and is annoyed by. Oh, like, that's
5: how I feel about actors. It's so the, the, oh, okay,
1: good, I, good. I, then you connect I with hate, it. Hate everyone. It's like every time I'm at like playlist and there's always that one dude with an acoustic guitar Ugh. that goes to the pool. I'm like, oh, fucking. Die, I hate him please. for you too. Uh, it's the worst. It's so. super
5: annoying. Anytime I was like, like, I can play the guitar and they just like pick it up and start strumming it. I have one friend who does that and it's fine. But then any other guy when they're in a situation with him and they even slightly or anything musical, they'll just start doing whatever they can, like taking like and just like tapping on the <laughs> table. And he's like, so I just because I brought my guitar here. Now you have to pretend drum. Everything.
1: Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, life isn't quite like pitch perfect. So I don't just start breaking out song often. But um... beep, 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 that cup song. You know, we're. Maybe next time we can next work time. on it. And do a little duo.
5: Oh yeah, I'm great. I'm a fantastic singer. You told me that earlier. I told you I can carry a tune with auto tune as long as you don't put me on Good Morning America. That's I'm into like, it.
1: I'm into it. That's yeah. like.
5: I think that's like the extent of like. Either you can sing or you can carry a tune, and you should just never perform live. That's where <laughs> I'm at. Where I'm like. With any assistant, I can look, I, I can look great. I
1: understand or sound that. Great. I understand that. I think one of the things is like as a musician, I think there's just different reasons why people do music and what they get out of it. And it's not that I like am anti being the center of attention. Like I do love to kind of be in the focus sometimes, but I'm not one of those people. It's like, I just need to perform constantly. I need that validation. I love writing songs when it's 3 a.m. And I'll write a song and play it once and then never play it for anyone. Like oh, it's no very much, it's much more therapeutic for me. Yeah, like cathartic me. as yeah. opposed and, to like performing is fun and I love performing but it's not I don't feel the desire to like every time my group of friends sits down like hold on pay attention to me let me play songs just in case you forgot I can sing it's like it just feels gross and icky to me yeah
5: well that's how you know you're actually a really good singer too okay, that, like you it. don't need like the validation of all these people they get in forgot remember I can still sing
1: yeah I, I oftentimes I'm like I'd rather just you think I'm funny than anything yeah, else yeah and- best compliment there I think go. it's definitely by far the best compliment. There you go.
5: Uh, well, guys, you're listening to the podcast or you're watching it on YouTube. Um, and yeah, so this is Don't Blame Me. It's an advice podcast. You guys call in, you tell us things in your life and we attempt to give you some advice. Sometimes attempt. it works out well. All the time I end up being a bitch. <laughs> like no matter what, I hate somebody by the end of every call. Sometimes it's the caller. Um it's okay. But yeah. So if you okay. guys want to call in and leave voicemails, the phone number is 310-694-0976. That wrong no, oh that was perfect no, oh, you it.
1: gave
4: me a look You're oh like- i know sorry i was okay. listening
1: to another one where you you were you got it right but you struggled through it and so i was waiting i do I well saying, usually it's always I- a struggle that's my entire life to <laughs> excuse <be> me
5: <laughs> oh also the <this> person <laughs> giving snarky fucking comments is mel say hello oh, no. wow. yeah, <laughs> um yeah i usually have to close my eyes but because we just okay. recorded another episode like i was You're i, I was okay um
1: i respect it thanks I
5: respect the struggle. It's the come up. Oh, the struggle, the hustle. Um, and if you're an international caller, um, you can send us a voice memo to Meganpodcast at gmail.com and um, yeah. make sure it's Mel doesn't want it to be too long because apparently some of you guys have been leaving um Sonic. We, we
1: have a strict like two and a half minute limit on our podcast. because uh, I That's, do a podcast called Adventures in Rooming with my roommate Keith. And he's in charge of the questions in the advice section. Mm-hmm. And so the thing is, they know not to send Daddy Keith too long of an email. Because he's just, just going to not read it. Well, yeah. But they o- they always start the email with, I'm so sorry. I hope this isn't too long. And then he just gets frustrated. He's like, you've already made it longer than it needed to be. <laughs> I just need the question.
4: Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. It's three minutes. I think that's plenty of time. That's good. Yeah. You can that's, do if it. You can't,
1: if you can't tell me your problems in three minutes, then they're not worth talking about.
4: Or they're,
5: yeah, either you're, you're blowing it out of proportion, or I'm not the person to call yeah like there's therapy yeah this the sounds next step. like something massive um but yeah so we're gonna we're gonna get into these calls
6: i think i might be gay but okay so i like this guy <laughs> i like this guy i i broke up with my old boyfriend of like nine months because i thought i was gay and then he and then I, I started liking this other guy and I was like, well maybe they're not gay, I like him. But I can't kiss him. And I can't like be really physical. Like I'm attracted to him but I don't know I don't know what to do because I don't know. This is really embarrassing for me. <laughs> 'Cause I don't I haven't really talked to people about this. So I'm hoping I can get your advice even though I'm putting this on the internet. <laughs> um your personal advice, because, because I don't know what to do. And I don't really know what I am. And I know I'm still discovering myself and everything. Do you think I should continue my relationship with him or like not, not really date anybody until I can figure it out? I don't know.
1: Oh my gosh. To be 16 again. Yeah.
5: That's a doozy.
1: Wow. She's already been in longer relationships than I've been at 32. Oh, (laughs) I'm already impressed. Hey, at
5: 16, I was like, I love the Jonas brothers and I just want to have my first kiss. (laughs) Um, Fuck. I oh, mean, man. I think the first thing I'd say is uh, nobody can like define your sexuality and like what you identify as, um, so I don't want to say that like I'm trying to define you by this, but I think mm. I would say, um, obviously, people go through like I mean sexuality is a spectrum in general, like you can be attracted to guys and girls. you can mm-hmm. be i mean people are attracted to anything like that it's I don't really my personal belief is like I. I have always identified as straight because I've never been sexually or romantically attracted to a woman. But like, that doesn't mean that there's a woman, there's not a woman on the planet that I wouldn't be sexually like, I'm sure there is someone that would make me feel that way. I think it's so much more about like being attracted to people, like the person mm-hmm. and who they are. It's the same reason why as a straight person, I'm not attracted to every guy I meet. Like I'm, there are so many more like yeah. factors that go into that. Um, so I would say, uh, but I don't know. I feel like it's it's worth to talk about the idea of like being um, aromantic. I don't know. Like, again, like it's not Possibly. like putting that on you. Because if you've had romantic feelings for someone, bef- if you've had like sexual attraction feelings, for someone before, I would say if you felt sexually attracted to somebody else before and like wanted to be intimate and physical with them then and then you have this guy who you really like and you like for his personality but you're not sexually attracted to Mm -hmm. I I don't know if that means you don't actually like that guy or if maybe have you felt those sexual urges towards other people yeah I guess the question
1: is well first of all you went right to being like I must be gay you might just be bisexual there there are a whole variety of things that you could Mm -hmm. be and you're also so young so it's like you're going to go through this. This is going to be a process that continues as you get older and you're going to figure out new things and new people that you're attracted to and and I also think that, you know, you're kind of jumping i, I from where from your question. I'm gathering that the course of whatever relationship you were in was at its end and I don't know if you met someone else, like maybe a girl or someone else that you were attracted to and that kind of made you question it, but to go into this other relationship where you're not really sexually attracted to them. You don't feel comfortable being physical with them, but you're attracted to the personality. I think you might, it might be a a version of being asexual. It could also be that this is just a friend. Mm -hmm. It could be someone that you're really attracted to, but it's not quite at that level to date them or to be physical. And I do think that if you're in a relationship and they're expecting a certain level of physicality and that's not something you feel comfortable with, I think that you need to take a step back and say, you know what? I'm kind of figuring out my stuff right now. I really like you. I want to be friends. I want to hang out. I don't feel comfortable with this other stuff. And I don't think that you should go along with it just because that fits into the mold of what you think a relationship should be. It sounds like you're confused. You're figuring things out and you have so much time. Like Mm -hmm. you're 16, just be friends and get to know this person and and don't feel like you have to be like in a boyfriend-girlfriend situation. You get to explore and figure out what it is you want. And you you probably are going to meet people that you should meet later on in life that are going to kind of influence that more than high school.
5: Yeah. And I also don't think that you need to be like, oh, no, I shouldn't date until I figure out my sexuality. I think like so much of figuring out what you're into
1: mm-hmm.
5: is meeting other people. Through and like, dating. T- yeah, through dating and all that stuff. Like I don't... I think like you can have these hypothetical things, like thoughts of being like, well, what if I am, what if I'm all this stuff? And like, you don't, first of all, you don't need to label yourself at all. And I think as opposed to just like dating to figure out a label to give yourself to tell other people, I think you just need to figure out what it is that you're into and who you're into. And by doing that, I think it's like saying yes to things that you want to say yes to Mm -hmm. without in the back of your head being like, but does this mean this? Like none of it has to mean anything. Mm -hmm. It can just mean that you're like just trying to figure out who you're attracted to and what you're into. Um, And I just I think the thing exactly like you're saying, there is somewhat of. Um, an association of physicality when it comes to a relationship. So I think if you don't feel comfortable with that, then making then letting him know, because it's also just not fair for somebody else if they think that you're you guys are going down this other path mm. and you're not including him on like, oh, I'm not sexually attracted to you. And then he ends up putting himself out there thinking that you guys are on the same page. Yeah. So I think um you don't owe anyone like an explanation of like, wh- like you don't have to tell him why you're not. Yeah, feeling not it like
1: I'm not into this because of X, Y and no. Z it could just you be should... like, you know what? I think I just want to get to know you and slow this down a little bit and figure exactly. out what I want.
5: I think you can own, own own that feeling. And then, yeah, I would just say just like, take your time. It's not, um, I mean, I also have friends who like very much identified one way or another and then ended up as they got older dating a woman or dating so a many man friends. and like maybe it was the only person of the same sex that they dated or they've only ever dated same sex people then ended up dating someone of the different sex. And it's just something like being open to it. You're then able to realize it's so much less about someone's like genitals and what someone ide- or even what someone identifies as, as is about as as, as as much as much as it is about them as a person. And I think that's kind of like letting yourself meet all kinds of people. And I think that's how you, you'll find, you'll find out the kind of people you're attracted to, not necessarily like man or woman.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's all about figuring out the kind of personality and the traits that you're attracted to, and then kind of paring it down from there. And then also making sure that you're not like closing yourself off to who you can be attracted to while also not deciding like, Oh, well, I, I don't know who I'm attracted to, so I can't even focus on this person. Mm -hmm. Like I would just be patient with yourself. And also, you know, something that I think happens a lot in high school, but I see it even as we get older is this idea that like, well, I'm, I'm hanging out with you and I'm dating you. So we have to be boyfriend, girlfriend, or boyfriend, boyfriend, or girlfriend, girlfriend, like you can just casually date and get to know people, and you don't have to be claimed by anyone. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, focus on your studies, okay? Yeah. School's important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's a lot of other people that are gonna come around, they're gonna give you that same spark that you're looking for.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I found this uh, great infographic um, that. What's talks the infographic? About- it's like a graphic. Is it in has no, information it's on info on it. in a graphic. Yeah. Okay. I'll put it down <laughs> in, in the, the show notes. <laughs> yeah, I'll put it in <laughs> the show notes. But it talks about the different types of attraction sexual attraction, romantic mm-hmm. attraction, crushes, squishes, sensual squish? attraction. and I'm aesthetic. sorry. You can't glaze over squishes. Yeah, squishes we have I to mean, Squish on. is an a romantic crush a desire for a strong platonic relationship with someone that makes me think of like oh God, the, the I issue
5: that. i have with that is like when i think of squish i'm like oh a baby and then you read the definition i'm like no i don't have a crush on a baby. <laughs>
4: yeah and then it's like aesthetic crush. attraction yeah. so aesthetic attraction. yeah where you're just like like to look at someone oh yeah yeah i totally like margot robbie yeah. yeah
5: oh love i also love to watch her perform mm-hmm. great actress <laughs> I'm (laughs) just going to slide that in there. I'm just going to slide that in there. Marco Rob, you
1: want to go on the podcast? But I think there's a lot of pressure on like, if you look at someone and find them attractive or can acknowledge that they're attractive, all of a sudden it calls into question your sexuality and who would I want to be with. And it's, it's perfectly fine to be able to look at people and say they're attractive. I like them. And to not necessarily make that like, this is who I have to date. This is who I have to have sex with. This is relationship material. Like, You can just realize beauty in all its different forms whether it's you know romantically or sensually or sexually or whatever um and i and i think that's part of growing up is Mm -hmm. you just figure out where your lines are where your boundaries are and what feels good and that and also have the freedom to change that whenever you want
5: very much agreed okay awesome should we go on to the next one Mm -hmm.
7: yeah on to the next call hey megan my name is i'm 15 years old and i'm from georgia my dad died two years ago since then my mom got a new boyfriend who she loves and my brother and my sister love. I'm the only one who doesn't like him. I get weird vibes from him and I feel as if he's using my family. I don't mean that he's a gold digger since he's rich, but I feel as if he uses my mom for you know what. Since she got with him, I found out that I found many toys and weird, and it weirded the crap out of me. Um, They go on crazy trips, even though my mom claims that we're poor. She went to Mexico in December and recently just got back from a trip from Punta Conta, which is in the Dominican Republic. I was like, whatever, I guess we will be fine with their relationship. But then I was like, but then I found out that they were actually having an open relationship. But he, he has an open relationship. My mom doesn't like dating other people. She's always just been with one person only. And that was my dad. But once he dies, my mom just dates him, and she's just, she's, she's out of her open relationship with him. I do not like him. I hate him so much. And I really just don't know do. I just don't trust him with anything in my life. And if my mom and him ever do get really serious, I don't think I could ever trust him in my life ever. I and mean, I couldn't call him dad.
1: Ooh, <laughs>
7: man. This breaks my heart.
1: There are so many levels to this.
5: First of all, just don't go through your parents. like. Oh,
1: don't drawer. open the drawers. <laughs>
5: like, just don't do it. I've done it. Like, it's it's, it's just not worth it. <laughs> like, you're if you think you might find, you're going to find it. If you think yep. you might find something, You'll you're find like, it. this here seems like, so when you're a kid, you're looking for Christmas or like Hanukkah presents, and you're like, mm-hmm. I feel like it'd be hidden here. Yeah. I, if you're like thinking like, ooh, I feel like my parents would hide X, Y, and Z here or like any of my parents there. That's, that's right. Oh,
1: I went through my parents' stuff all the time. Like the minute they left the house, I was like, let me go through this closet. <laughs> let me go through these photos. And and you, you're you fi- I wasn't necessarily scarred, but I, I think that I was probably for how young I was and my lack of understanding really about sex. I probably found things that made me super uncomfortable. And then you don't really know how to bring that up. Cause it's like, I'm not going to tell you, Hey mom and dad, I found a vibrator. Exactly. Right? Like, it's not going to be a conversation that you feel comfortable having. I think there are a few things going on here. I think one, you know, it hasn't been that long since you lost your dad. And I think that there's always going to be that struggle of seeing a new person in your life and your mom's life and feeling like someone that you loved is being replaced or forgotten. I think that's, that's just something that's part of this entire situation. And not to say that maybe you're not actually getting creepy vibes from someone Mm -hmm. that's very possible. And I'm very into like following your intuition, but that may be influencing this, this initial desire to not like this person. And then I also feel like there's a huge discomfort with the sexual aspect of your, of your mom's relationship with this man. And I think part of that is being really young and not having experience with many of those relationships, but also Your mom, and this is ooh, this is a lesson you're going to learn growing up. Is someone? This is something that I've learned: is that your parents are people, Mm -hmm. and they have independent relationships outside of you and their love for you, and it doesn't necessarily affect that. And while you are at the beginning of your life, and you might be uncomfortable with, you know, if you're finding toys or you're finding out about this open relationship, and it makes you feel really, you know, defensive of your mom and really upset about certain things, the reality is, I think you know, don't know your mom, but she probably was with one person. She's met someone else and she's exploring that relationship and figuring out what that looks like for her. And so I think sometimes, I mean, even as adults, a lot of people are very uncomfortable about the idea of open relationships Mm -hmm. or polyamory or anything like that. But the biggest thing to take out of that is that as an adult, you get to tailor your relationship to fit what it is you want and you get to explore the way that you want. So I'm sure that if this is an open relationship where maybe you don't know that your mom's dating other people or seeing other people, but he is, and that makes you very upset. That's probably a conversation they've had. And that's probably something that they're okay with in their relationship. And so you kind of have to let go of that control that you want, or like that inclusion of like understanding what it is. Sometimes you're just not going to quite understand what it is that your mom's looking for or what she's exploring in this relationship. I think that, Oh, it's so hard. I don't have a teenager. Thank God. Um, cool. thank God. Um, uh, so I don't even know what that conversation would look like, but I do think that this is something worth on some level talking to your mom about of like, I'm just feeling really uncomfortable. Maybe not straight come out and say like, Hey, I went through your stuff yeah. and I found out you're doing all these things. I- but you know, if you have heard that this is an open relationship or what's going on, maybe it's something to bring up to your mom and say, I just want to understand more about this. You don't have to tell me obviously details you want to tell me, but I'm growing up, I'm a young person. I want to understand what you're going through because otherwise I have a very limited view of this man that you love and I want to understand it. And I think it's, this is part of you going through, like mourning your dad, being uncomfortable with your mom, being with someone else, and also being at a place where you haven't experienced a lot of these kinds of relationships. And so it feels really uncomfortable and weird.
5: Yeah, no, I I, I mean, I agree with everything you're saying. I think um, the lesson also here, which
1: just wouldn't snoop,
5: I think that's like like
1: don't look for it unless you want to find exactly.
5: it. Exactly. I think I would say that. And I also think um I think it's I think it's hard to because ju- exactly like you're saying, it's very much you're feeling really protective of your mom. Yeah. And your mom, I'm sure is like a badass strong woman and she's raised a daughter who's like <laughs> perceptive and wanting to like, and is curious and learning all this stuff. Like good. she's a great I'm sure she's a fantastic woman and she She as you lost your dad, she also lost her husband. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something we can't, um, we can't control how other people grieve and how other people deal with this kind of stuff. And, um, No matter what, ultimately, I think you want your mom to be happy. And Mm -hmm. I think that's what you need to focus on. And I'm totally with you on the intuition if you feel like getting creepy vibes and stuff. And I think also like you're saying like you don't really want to have to like open up to him. That's Mm -hmm. your call. That's totally your call and your mom, I'm sure, will be understanding of that. But I think you also need to put your mom's happiness. And if you find that she's really happy and this might be a thing that I mean, God, I can't imagine if I was that age and like learning about all this stuff, like I wouldn't want to know.
1: Overwhelming. Yeah.
5: But I think you have to just take it as is she happy? And also, like, do you you want your mom to be happy? I'm you you want your your mom lost her husband. You guys you lost a really huge part of your family. Mm -hmm. And um and that's something like you want her just because she might fall in love again or date somebody else, it doesn't mean that she loved your dad any less or anything like that. If anything, she's your, she's going to be a much happier person. And I'm also sure that's what your dad would have wanted is for your mom to be happy and to find love again. That doesn't mean that anyone's ever, like you're saying, ever going to replace him. Mm-hmm. It just means that like she doesn't want to be lonely. And I think again, also, um, it's, you can't, you don't ever really know the intimacies and details of yeah. anyone's relationship and her having an open relationship I get being defensive of her and being like, well, she would never want that. Mm -hmm. It's also like, there's no shame in that. There's no Mm -hmm. shame in like wanting to be with multiple people or being attracted to multiple people and not being in a monogamous relationship. And so I think if you don't, if you try not to look at that in kind of like a dirty, gross way, Mm -hmm. that's something your mom would never be interested in. Um, I think maybe just knowing that she can take care of herself and like handle it. But I think, yeah, if you want to talk to her, I would bring it up in more of a, Hey, I'm really sorry. I figured out some stuff. <laughs> I just want to ask you
1: questions about uh, it. Yeah,
5: and I want to get some clarification on it because I don't know why i I haven't been able. I don't really feel like a. Cl- I don't really not crazy like like this guy that you're seeing a lot. And I'd really like to see hear what you see in him so much. Yeah.
1: Oh, these are adult conversations yeah. to have. I think. I yeah, you just need to. In the same way that like one day or now, even as you're exploring your sexuality and what you want in a relationship and the kind of person you want to be with, I think it's really hard for us to extend that same courtesy to our parents, Mm -hmm. but it's important. Like if this was the only person she's been with and she's moved into another relationship, she's going to try things that she likes, doesn't like, figures it out. This might be the person, it might not be the person. And... I think you just gotta give her space in the same way that you're gonna want it as mm-hmm. you get older. And also it's a great place to be. Like I'm in my thirties and I can talk to my mom about sex and it's like the greatest thing. Ever well,
5: incredible. now they're gonna do it just a lot younger.
1: Uh, yeah, it's true. Ooh. Ooh. Again, so glad I don't have a teenager. Yeah, don't snoop,
5: <laughs> don't snoop. Cause you'll find it and you'll be, you'll really regret finding it. Okay, on to the next call. Hi Megan,
3: I was calling in cause I could use a little help on a roommate situation. I'm 20 and I'm in college right now and I have two roommates um, and they share a room, and I have my own room. So, um, one of them is in a relationship. She's been in a relationship for a little over a year now. And my other roommate and I found out back in November that she's not taking her birth control pills regularly. And this is kind of an issue because she stays over at her boyfriend's almost every night, and we're pretty sure they're having like daily sex. Um, so we've talked to her about it a few times. We tried to get her to take the pill. We would monitor her, ask her every day if she was taking it, make her take it in front of us. But she keeps laughing it off and saying it's not a big deal because they use the pull-out method and she thinks that's a viable form of birth control. <clears throat> um, their relationship has in kind of a rocky patch. They were having fights about moving in together and stuff, so we're kind of worried. About what this would do to him if he ever happened to find out that they broke up, or that she's not taking her pill. Um, we all, he, she also told a story about how he was really paranoid about the pill in the beginning and how he would ask her if she was taking it because he was worried about what happened if he missed if she missed one and she even missed one one time and he wanted her to take plan B because he was so concerned about it. So he still asks her about it and she lies to him now and says that she is taking it even though she's not. And it's really concerning that she's putting both of them at risk of pregnancy because she won't take the pill regularly. We've asked her to talk to her doctor about getting a new prescription because part of the reason is she said this one hurts her stomach, but she refuses to do it, refuses to get an IUD or any other form of birth control because she likes having control over taking the pill every day. We got back from winter break. We haven't asked her about it since. We haven't seen her that much. But we're pretty sure she's not taking it still because we found unopened packages of birth control and she should be out by now. Um, But we're at this point not really sure what to do because we don't know if we should tell him. We're not that good of friends with him either. So it's not like we can just go up to him and tell him what's going on. And we don't know if it's our place to potentially ruin their relationship. So what do you
1: think we should do? Or make room for a bassinet. <laughs> yeah.
5: You should do absolutely nothing. This is not your fucking problem at all. <laughs> You're <This> so direct. <laughs> so not your fucking problem. Like, Ooh. I'm so soft. That's when I turn into the pitch to the person who calls. Here go. It's so not your problem. And <clears throat> it's just not. And uh, I'm definitely understand being of, again, not to be like ageist or whatever, but getting into a point where you, you, I don't know, I want to say like you have the upper hand when you can look at like a situation from and see the outside perspective and just really come in with your input and your advice. Mm -hmm. That's not, and this is an entire fucking podcast, but you guys asked for my advice, okay? So like, (laughs) that's what I'm doing. It's not your problem. And it's not, even though she's Mm -hmm. your friend and she might get pregnant, that's her problem. It has nothing to do with you guys. And all you guys are doing is just riding her ass on doing this. And it's just like, it's not your place. You don't tell her you don't tell her boyfriend. If she wants to not do this, this is her life. If she learns the hard way, great. That's her lesson. You can't prevent people from fucking up. You can't prevent people from making mistakes or like getting themselves into situations they can't. It's like when, Mm. like, it's just going to happen. And whether or not you're able to prevent this for as long as possible, you're not going to be around to monitor. And you shouldn't. Mm. Like, this is your friend. This is not, you're not babysitting, making sure a kid doesn't eat a Lego. Like, (laughs) this is your fucking friend. And if she wants to not take birth control, great, cool. Do you get to be a God mom? Like, buy a cute (laughs) baby outfit. Like, if she's going to fucking get pregnant, let her fucking get pregnant. It's not your responsibility. You're not a condom. Like you can't prevent this.
1: That's true. Wow,
5: it makes me so. I would get Yo. so
1: fucking annoyed if I was friends. No offense. First of all, I had I had a roommate that used to like if I asked her if I told her it was her turn to do to do the dishes, <laughs> she took that as like an attack, and so she wouldn't do the dishes. So I can't even imagine the next level of like every day. Like, did you take your birth control? First of like, all, well, I'm s- gonna stop taking my birth control <laughs> if you're asking <laughs> That's every day because literally cause you're what I would do. Me. Like, you're driving me fucking crazy. And now I'm like, no, I'm
5: not fucking taking it.
1: I mean, do I think she's being smart about it? Absolutely not. I think that like if you are someone who just it's not you're not good at taking the pill on time and blah blah blah, and Someone else is involved in a relationship with you that is paranoid about you taking the pill and they don't have control over what you're doing to prevent pregnancy, like I, I get it. I'm, I have one of those um, I have the next plan on, so the little like it goes in your arm. Oh, and scare so, me. I know. I mean, I might get it out because I don't know how feel I feel it? about it. I can't. I mean, you can't probably feel it through here, but I'll let you feel it later. Okay, it just feels well. like a little matchstick that's like under your skin. <laughs> <stint. laughs> Everyone here is shaking their head, but like, listen, I lived it and I survived. <laughs> I had <Yeah>. to... <laughs> Um, so I think that there are other options for someone that struggles with, um, you know, taking the pill every day and and doesn't want to get pregnant. It kind of sounds like she's just, she's being very reckless about it. And unfortunately it is one of the situations where like, you're going to learn the hard way probably. I mean, I, knowing me, I would just make sure there's a lot of morning after pills in the apartment, like just like have a little little stash. (laughs) I mean, but also her boyfriend at the same time is not incredibly smart either to think that like, <laughs> so well, I'm, a, I'm confused about her taking the pill, but the pullout method, baby girl, <laughs> Google that. Cause that does not work. It's not like, a method. It's not a method. It's, it's a, move. a, it's, it's, it's a move. It's, it's a not move a method. that's going to get you pregnant. Yeah. Okay. So it's not, it's just not a hundred percent. So, you know, again, this is one of those things where like you make risky decisions, things happen, there's consequences, but as her friend. All you can really do is provide her with the information, provide her with support and just pray that she doesn't get knocked up. So you have to find another roommate for this apartment because (laughs) rent is expensive, super expensive. So yeah, I think that you guys are just my initial reaction is like, y'all need to get a hobby. Like you need to find something else or other relationships to focus on. I understand your concern, but the concern has gone to a whole new level of like micromanaging control. And It's you're only going to have her resenting you and Mm -hmm. lying to you and it's going to continue to piss you off and you're going to resent her. And it's just a bad cycle. Your roommates, you're obligated to live together under a lease for a certain amount of time. And if you're friends on top of that, awesome. But beyond that, you have to let people live their lives and make mistakes or not mistakes that they're going to make.
5: Yeah. And she's also not going to this is like she's not going to thank you for you micromanaging her for not getting pregnant. That she's going to take that as her all of her own accord of being like, yeah, no, I didn't get pregnant at no point. Is she ever going to be like, you know what? Thank you so much for like texting me every five minutes, reminding me to take my birth control and like crushing it up and putting it in my pudding cup. Like I really, that <laughs> meant a lot to me. She's never <laughs> going to like either. She's going to get pregnant and be like, wow, fuck. I really fucked up. I'm so sorry. I should have listened to you or she's not going to get pregnant. And she's never going to like appreciate you yeah. guys hovering and doing all of this stuff. It's taking up so much time for you and your friend. It like is. that's so much effort and time. And, All you're doing is pushing her away. Like you're not, it's not like, well, we're making sure our friend doesn't get pregnant. Well, while you're making sure your friend doesn't get pregnant, you're also losing your friend because she's probably getting
1: driven insane by this. And she's not going to come talk to you when she is dealing with an issue because now she's going to expect to, aha, we told you so. And at that point, like she's, you're going to lose her in this entire thing. So it's just one of those, those realities. You just can't control micromanage what other people are doing with their lives, whether it's safe or smart or Mm -hmm. not. And I really would not reach out to this boyfriend no. and, and say anything to him. I just think you're you're gonna cause a breakup. Her hating you, her moving out, and you it's have to just, pay, someone else is gonna have to pay rent right to your place. It's just a
4: lot. Yeah. So, and it's, if he was that concerned, he would be wearing a condom. He would be wearing a condom. <laughs> yeah,
1: if he's really that worried. So I just I, I think they're just being kind of young and stupid, and yeah. and they're gonna they're gonna figure it out or not. I remember the same roommate that wouldn't do dishes. I remember my roommate and I, we shared a room and we, she would leave and it just became like this, uh, we were paying attention to like how she was spending money. Right. Like she doesn't have any money, but then like we find all these like receipts and credit card bills and things like that. And I remember us at the time in like our early twenties feeling like obligated to have that information and to like judge it. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm older, I'm just like, who gives a shit? You were just ignoring all the problems that you had to deal with that you didn't want to deal with. You're just being gossipy little assholes. Mm -hmm. So. Let people do what they're going to do.
5: And if you feel like you need to have one conversation and just be like, yo, I'm never going to say this again, take your fucking birth control. But like, also, if you don't want to and you end up getting pregnant, I will totally take you to Planned Parenthood to discuss your options.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All you can do is provide support. Exactly. All you can do is provide support. But don't tell her
5: you're not going to be friends. They're like, well, we can't be friends with you because you have reckless sex and it really gives me anxiety.
1: Oh, you're probably going to have reckless sex too if you haven't already. (laughs) And also, you're probably not going to be friends with this person in five years anyway. (laughs) So stop stressing yourself out.
5: (laughs) True.
6: (laughs) Good God. On to the next call. Hi Megan, I'm 21 and
8: I have a kid who just turned one two months ago with my ex. And basically, um, when we found out I was pregnant, I was thinking of adoption and he said, no, keep, keep it. And um, we did. He stuck around for five months and he kind of said so that he couldn't do the whole parenting thing. And I was, okay, fine. And he agreed to pay, like, child support and, like, send money if he ever need anything. And two weeks went by when he said he couldn't do it anymore. And he kind of went MIA. Um, he left and blocked me on everything. And I was a single mom. My kid was five months at that time. And I was a mom for about four months, and then I met a guy. He's really sweet and kind of my boyfriend right now, and I love him, and he loves my kid. My kid loves him, and we just um, had a birthday party for my kids. and boy, I posted pictures on my social media because why not capture the moment? And suddenly he decided to appear, and All of a sudden, he wants to get back into my kid's life. He was gone for about six months, seven months. And I don't know if he's jealous that I'm with someone or that his kid is spending time and enjoying his time with someone who isn't his dad. But I don't know what I should do because I really love my boyfriend. My current boyfriend and my ex. We didn't really leave on by terms, but I kind of if you were an MIA on that because I kind of want
1: you, you near know, my kids. That's a tough situation. Yeah. Um, okay. Well first of all your ex it sounds like trash, to be <laughs> fair. And he luckily gave you a great child that parent, like is loving and all these great mm-hmm. things. And you've done the best you can with the situation he's given you, which was not a mature way to deal with anything. No. If you're not feeling a relationship or you're freaking out, you don't start blocking someone on social media that you have a baby with mm-hmm. and disappear and then have the audacity to come back into the situation when you know that she's happy with someone else. Yeah. No, 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 no. So I think my advice is you're happy in the relationship that you're in. This person loves your child. You love this person. And I would continue with that relationship. This guy wanted to be a part of your child's life. Absolutely. A hundred percent is he saw photos of this Mm -hmm. birthday party and was like, absolutely not. So no one's swooping in to be the dad to my kid. And also I read something yesterday where someone was like, this is, this is something that men do. Like they'll get you, they'll get you pregnant because they, without marrying you or having any kind of other connection to you, because then they have a hold on you for the, for the entirety of your life. Good God! And it's like a way of having control and power over someone. And, 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 you know, this sounds like that kind of situation where it's like saying you're all into something and then not actually being adult enough to deal with it in a mature way. Like you, it, you have a kid in the world now. You don't have the luxury of, I just want to like go and do whatever and not pay attention to how it affects other people. Um, So I would say in this relationship, I would also make it, this is gonna require a lot of strength on your part because this person is probably gonna like gaslight you, manipulate you, Mm -hmm. make you feel guilty about certain things. And I think you need to be very clear that like, hey, We have a kid together. We do not have a relationship together. And so you have all the rights to be a part of your child's life, but you also will be financially a part of that child's life and emotionally part of that child's life. And that is not going to affect this situation right here. I'm happy doing my thing. Want the same thing for you. Care about you as a person, but we're not going to use this kid as like a pawn back and Mm -hmm. forth to because you're jealous about a certain situation. So I think setting up the boundaries and even legally yeah. Making sure that the boundaries are set and that he knows that this is how it goes um, is going to save you a lot of heartache in the long run. But you have to be prepared that this person is not a mature person and he's just going to throw himself against the gates of whatever, trying to see how he can get in and how he can manipulate you and how he can screw up your relationship. So you and your boyfriend have to be prepared for that and be like a team mm-hmm. and a steady front together.
5: Yeah, I fully I agree with all of that. I think also it's um, him wanting to be a part of your kid's life that that can't be a wishy-washy thing like Mm-mm. it needs to be he's either going to be a stable consistent part of your kid's life or he's not he just shouldn't be allowed to be part of your kid's life especially when he's this young growing up like people i mean like people talk about like when your kid fucking naps on like the wrong schedule and it fucks up everything for months and all that mm-hmm. stuff and i'm like if you're someone who wants to walk in walk out walk in walk out that's not a stable environment to raise mm-hmm. a kid And sure, his DNA is a part of this kid and made this kid, but you're the one who's raising him or her son, right? Son. Yeah. You're the one who's raising him. And so ultimately you get to decide what are the good and bad influences that are allowed in your kid's life. And if your current boyfriend is a great guy who really loves your kid and is really there for him and is steady and stable, he can be in your kid's life. If your ex wants to be a part of his, like of your son's life in this, on again, off again kind of thing, you need to set the parameters. Like, are you okay with like, okay, well, I don't want you to be around all the time because like, I don't want to spend a lot of time with you, but we can have like, le- like legally setting up, you get to, we get to spend this time, this time and this time. But like, you don't get to come spend a week with a kid and then not see him for two years. Oh yeah. I think you need to establish- um, if he wants to be exactly what you're saying if you want to be a part of this kid's life like okay great so you need to be financially you don't just get to come in every once in a while be the cool dad who takes the kid to like the food your mom won't let you eat and do all that stuff and then drops you back off and you don't hear again like mm-hmm. being a parent is so much less about the DNA and so much more about like consistently being there for someone being a role model and all of those other things that it doesn't I don't necessarily think you need the person who has your DNA to raise you but if that person wants to be a part of your life I don't think that they can just use that as an excuse to give whatever they can give at that time mm-hmm. I think it's important that like your kid has stability and um also that your mental health is feeling great like if this is taxing and really tolling on you emotionally you're not really gonna I don't think you'll feel like you're I mean I say this like not a parent but like <laughs> if I'm like feeling like anxious and depressed and really stressed out all these different things like I can't imagine being I don't know like feeling capable of like being strong for somebody else, if you're constantly like just, I don't know, like sacrificing stuff just because he wants to be a part of his Mm -hmm. life at certain points.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think that you have to be really aware too that this person, is probably going to come in and really use this as a bargaining chip to try to get back with you. And you just need to be very aware that it's not about you in this relationship or anything. It's about you and this kid. Mm -hmm. And what's best for this kid is to be around people that are stable, that love him, that are there, that are actually showing up, that aren't saying like, oh, I want to be a dad, but don't show up to be a dad. You know what I'm saying? So like this person has definitely a connection to your kid and let them be a part of his life. But you are the mom, you are in charge, and you at the end of the day just need to make sure that your kid knows who loves him. And regardless of what this dad's going to do, uh, knows that he always has you and, mm-hmm. you know, potentially this partner of yours that has really stepped up to the plate yeah. and you can only control what you can control. And that's really the theme of this episode. Mm-hmm. I feel. You can only control what you control yeah. and you can't control what this dude's going to do. You couldn't control what he did when he left. And I think you just need to keep that in your head and remember that like, he's going to pull all these little emotional things on you to, Oh, a kid needs a family and blah, blah, blah. A kid, Needs a family, but a family can be a variety mm-hmm. of things and has nothing to do with the person that genetically you're related to. Yeah. As someone who's been disowned by their dad and doesn't talk to him. it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> you can, yeah. It's per, you can be a perfectly adjusted person and just uh, have really good friends and family around you. It doesn't have to be a mom and a dad. No,
5: and I think it's the people who step up to the plate when they're not DNA obliged to do so. Those mm-hmm. are the people who really want to be there for you are the ones who don't, ha- like technically have to. Those are the ones who are really choosing to yeah. be a part of your life as opposed to ones who feel obligated.
1: Yeah. And just have a good support system. And, and that could include your family, this partner of yours, family, friends to make sure that like whatever little trips and like little tricks this guy tries to pull, that you always have someone there to make sure that you're okay and the kid's okay. And that, and then when moments where you feel weak that you have someone that's strong with you to tell mm-hmm. this guy, like, eh, that's not Fuck what off. we're doing. Yeah.
5: Okay guys, we're going to take a break and we'll be
0: right back.
5: Audiobooks are great for helping you be a better you. For our audience, Audible is offering a free audiobook with a 30-day free trial. If you want to listen to it, Audible has it. Just go to audible.com slash blame or text blame to 500 and browse their unmatched selection of audio content. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Audiobooks are a great sidekick for summer activities like hiking, sunbathing on the beach, running, road tripping, walking, sitting, laying down, napping while you are still kind of awake, and enjoying downtime outdoors and more. Listening is a better way to binge content you love while doing the things that you love. Audible's selection of audiobooks, original shows, news, comedy, and more is unmatched anywhere, and you will find what you are looking for. I have been a fan of Audible for a very long time. Fun fact, I'm pretty sure it was like the first anything sponsored I did ever, Um, and I am just like a book nerd. I really love reading, but I also have terrible, terrible, terrible ADHD, and I also need to clean my apartment, so sometimes it's hard to sit down and just open a book and read it and do nothing else. I love multitasking, so I can clean my apartment and listen to a book. I feel like I'm just absorbing more knowledge. And also, let's talk about how great audiobooks are in general. I've always been a fan of them. Used to get them from the library as a kid. And sometimes it's nice to have people read your books to you. Even school books. You know, I did that in college, guys. I literally would download Audible books that I had to read for school that I didn't like. And I'd be like, okay, let's have someone read it to me like a princess. But who doesn't want to feel like a princess? Audible has the largest selection of audiobooks on the planet, which lets you fill your summer with more stories like... The Last Mrs. Parrish, which is what I am currently listening to right now. I have gotten very into like true crime and then also not even specifically true crime. Just like, you know, like scary kind of thriller stuff where like women are like being psycho, but also like really powerful and cool. I'm very, very interested in it. I'm enjoying it so much. Um, I would also love recommendations from you guys because I've been, you know, listening to a lot of books. So I need some more. Audible helps you listen to more books by letting you switch seamlessly between devices, picking up exactly where you left off, whether it's on your phone, through your car, from a tablet or at home on Amazon Echo. You can get through tons of books, hands and eyes free while doing almost anything. Get a free audiobook with a 30 day free trial at audible.com slash blame or text blame to 500 500. That's Audible A U D I B L E dot com slash blame or text blame to five hundred five hundred.
9: Okay, guys, we are back from our break and on to the next call. Hi, Megan. So I'm 16 years old and um basically my ex girlfriend and I wanna have sex with each other, but I'm currently not having sex with anybody that she's having sex with somebody else and she told me that um it doesn't mean anything and like it's fine like that she like doesn't know if she's gonna have sex there again again it's only been like two or three times but it kind of like bugs me a little bit and like I feel like if I have sex with her that like I'm just gonna be comparing myself to that girl the whole time and like I don't know but like at the same time she's like the only person I want to have sex with because everyone else in my small town is ugly and like, I'm not trying to be rude and say, like, they're ugly, but, like, they're just not really my type, so, um, I really don't know what to do, like, should I have sex with her and just, like, be, like, you're a boss bitch and, like, tell myself that, like, I'm amazing and that I'm, like, fine and that this girl doesn't matter, even though it kind of bugs me a little bit and, like, is, like, makes me feel a little weird, or should I just be, like, you know, not do it but then not get laid, and she's also really good at fucking, so,
4: Hold on just a second. Can you play the first call? She's called twice. Okay. Same as This is is the first call time that she called. Okay. Um, I broke up with my girlfriend around seven months ago,
9: or she broke up with me, and um, I want to keep having sex with her because the sex is absolutely bomb, and I'm not attracted to anybody else in this town, but she is, like, having sex with other people, but I really want to have sex with her, and... um, like she wants to have sex with me but I feel like if I have sex with her I'm just kind of alluring myself and giving into what she wants but I really want to have sex with her but I feel like if I do I am going to be less of a strong independent woman and I really don't know what to do so please help me I love your podcast so much
1: Oh, my God, to be 16. You still like your ex. That's the issue. You still like your ex.
5: You don't want to just have sex with her. You still have feelings for her, which is why you shouldn't have sex with her. You, You don't need a partner to get off at all. And there will be other people in your life who will be just as awesome. If not, I'm sure will be even better. Yeah, no, it's not doesn't it's not not only does like sleeping with her not make you a boss ass bitch It you're you just need to be frank with like sure the sex is great, but like you definitely still have feelings
1: Mm. Yeah, I mean the fact that you're affected by Her sleeping with other people which by the way you broke up So that's what people that are broken up do they go sleep with other people that's (laughs) part of that's part of this process Yeah, and they have slept with other people and they will and that's just part of I think You know, it's also one of the things like you're 16. And so these are things that I've learned like in my 20s and 30s of like the feeling of jealousy, of comparing yourself to another person that Mm -hmm. someone's been with. And that's all, that all comes down to insecurity. And and jealousy is like an emotion that we feel. It's a natural thing, but giving into it and letting it dictate how you move through a situation is absolutely up to you. And I think as you get older, you're going to realize that you're going to come in contact with more and more people that you like and you want to sleep with that have slept with other people or are sleeping with other people and are casually dating. And so that's gonna be a part of like figuring out what the limit is for you. Can you be with someone that's up with other people? Do you need monogamy? Why do you need monogamy? What does that say about, you know, like what is, what is it that you're looking for? But ultimately it's like, I think you wanna fuck your girlfriend, your ex-girlfriend, got it. But in order, and she wants to sleep with you, great. But in order to do that, you have to figure out why it is it why are you kind of holding on to this past situation with someone that she says I've slept with a few times, not super into it. Is it okay for the two of you just to have sex or do you looking for a relationship is really like, Mm -hmm. do you want to get back together with her? Is that what's affecting it? And at the end of the day, it's like that you have to start trusting. I think in the fact that when people are like, I want to be with you or I want to sleep with you, which are two very different things, trust that. They're not gonna have sex with you if they don't wanna have sex with you. And if they wanna have sex with someone else, it's because they wanna have sex with someone else. You can't compare yourself to what they have had with anyone else. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with what's going on between you and this girl.
9: Yeah,
5: and I also think right now you're trying to make an ex into a fuck buddy and that it doesn't work. It's so hard. It doesn't, it just doesn't work unless you end on a place where you're like, you know what, whoa, like we were just, it could not have gotten serious. You'd have to be like, wow, we were just way better as friends. And yeah. honestly, like I, and I've dated guys that like we established early on, like we're just fuck buddies. That's all we are. Dated them post that. And it was like, oh, well, there's a reason why we didn't date in the first place and we were just fuck buddies. We don't really have those feelings there anymore. Yeah. And there's a reason why you and this girl weren't fuck buddies in the first place because those feelings were there. If those yeah. feelings were ever there, I don't think you can turn around and have casual sex. Cause at the same time you're saying, or casual sex with her, cause you're saying like, oh, like, Affected about her of having feelings for this other girl. That's your telltale sign. Like, yeah. if if you have issues with her being with other people, that's not a fuck buddy. That's not someone you can just have sex with. That's someone who you you're thinking about who other people that they're sleeping with. That's yeah. not okay. Like, it, the, the, you're breaking the code of the <laughs> a
1: fuck buddy. It's like it's so hard because like. I've had breakups where it's like, oh, I just missed the dick, right? and yep. mm-hmm. and and you can separate that. But more often than not, once you start getting whatever, you start remembering all of the other memories and all of the emotions, and it's just so hard to disconnect that again. I think this girl broke up with you and you're using the ploy of like, well, I just want to fuck her to get back in, but yeah. really, you're not entirely over this. The ideal situation is to sleep if you're gonna have fuck buddy situation, someone that when you're done having sex, you're like, cool don't want to hang out with you yeah <laughs> like exactly awesome like not oh you're on tinder right after swiping left and right awesome. it shouldn't good affect f- you good for you i'm doing the same thing in yeah. fact and so once you start getting your feelings about it there's something more going on there yeah. that you need to deal with
5: and also like just because this is the like great sex that you've had right now that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that that doesn't exist elsewhere like, it definitely exists
1: elsewhere find
5: another fuck buddy Um, completely. And also, I think you're, exactly like you're saying, when you're missing the sex of that too, so much of sex is, I I think, because you guys had um, I don't know, like emotion-driven sex because you had feelings for her. Yeah. that That's probably a huge reason why you still, it wasn't just
1: that. Like you had uh, feelings for her. That's the worst emotional sex that gets to you. It's just oh. like you can't shake. It's like you're haunted. It completely. It's, I feel like my vagina is haunted by my ex. It's yeah. just like, I miss it. And you're like, no, stop it. He's bad for you. My, I love my, originally in my head, I was like, well, all three of you should just sleep with each other. But then I realized I, the I was same like, thing. you're 16. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was my initial and I was this like. This is so extra. What's happening right now? Oh, Oh yeah. my gosh.
5: And also that new girl is just going to, someone, someone's going to get left out.
1: That's true. I mean, listen, y'all got hands. Y'all figure it out.
5: Y'all do. But one person got feelings.
1: <laughs> That's true. You all have <laughs> hands, have but only one of you has feelings. feelings. <laughs> quote of the episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> go fuck other people so you stop feeling this masturbate. way. think That too. Yeah your friend
5: yeah and also like it's like a habit or an addiction or whatever it takes 30 days to make a habit break an addiction (laughs) which probably not like all addictions seem like sometimes it takes 10 months it's whatever (laughs) it's up to you but i'm like you need to like (laughs) stop talking to her give yourself the time to actually move past this and not be like oh i'm still talking about her oh like i'm still feeling these like feelings for her sexually and all that stuff because you're still constantly talking to her i Mm -hmm. think you need a clean break before you're like oh wait that's okay i can other i can have sex with other people all of this can be this isn't just, like, all, like, riding on her. Yeah. <laughs> I feel you. Yeah.
1: You gotta start going to different towns and getting on Tinder. Yeah. You need to yeah. find yourself an Instagram girlfriend or something.
5: Yeah. Get yourself an Instagram thought. Start sexting with someone on Instagram. Whatever. Totally. Omegle. To yeah, to do people that?
1: Yeah. Yeah, sure. Fine. <laughs> sure.
5: <laughs> you're also 16, though. Be safe. So yeah, I
1: was also going to say, it's like, I'm giving advice to, like, myself right now. Yeah. But 16, you know, stay in school. Stay in school. <laughs> but also get laid. You've already done it. That's true on to the next one.
5: I
10: have been an online sugar baby for maybe a year and a half now. And I, it kind of started with me like sending nude photos in exchange for money to men. And then I kind of got regular people who would, you know, pay me an allowance per week for certain things online and phone calls and blah, blah, blah. And I, you know, I'm a university student, so I'm a broke ass hoe if I don't, uh, be an online sugar baby. And I don't mind it. Like, it's not something that sits, um, uneasy with me, but anyway, um, my sister is also a university student and my sister is my best friend and, um, she is, was a broadcast host. So she decided to do this as well for about four weeks and then decided it wasn't for her, which is fine. And I've continued doing it. Um, and I met this man and originally he was giving me like a thousand dollars a week, Um, just for online relationship, sugar baby, regular stuff. Um, But then we decided that we wanted to meet and I was very happy to meet. This was the first time I'd ever met anyone um, from being a sugar baby and I wanted to because he seemed quite nice. Anyway, we met and I really enjoyed my time with him and then we met again and I enjoyed my time with him and then we met again and I really enjoyed my time with him and we had so much sex and it was the best sex of my life. Um, and I wanted the sex. It wasn't um, that he made me feel like I needed to have sex or that he was paying me for the sex, but um, we did have sex. And then anyway, once I went home, he was like, hey, thank you so much for meeting up and having sex with me. Here's an extra 6000 for this week. So that was $7,000 for the week because we had had sex, which was not previously decided but that's just what happened anyway I told my sister being so excited being like oh my goodness I can pay off so much debt which is (laughs) exciting life I know but I was so excited to pay off my all my debt and my sister decided that um she thought that I was a sex worker now and a prostitute and that my family needed to know and she's told me that she would really like to tell my family because she thinks what I'm doing is wrong Um, I'm not ashamed of what I do but I just don't think my family would be comfortable knowing about my sex life I mean I like this man and we have sex because we like each other but the relationship did start with him being my sugar daddy anyway um I guess my question is what should I do how should I talk to my sister about being more open-minded I've told her that what she's saying is hurting my feelings um the way she talks down to me but she seems to think that her moral high horse needs to um you know tell my family and I just don't know what to do about it
0: Wow, your sister sounds
1: like an asshole. First of all, how how who has the audacity to do that when you have an email address connected to an account on this site that we're doing the sugar baby shit yeah. through? Like, who are you to like I, hang out for a month and then be like, eh, not for me, but that, everyone else?
5: That was my issue too. I'm like, well, I mean, if she comes forward, is she also going to be like, and I tried it, but like I swear, like, I didn't like, I didn't like it. Like, it's oh, like, I, I only spoke one time. It wasn't even that great. Like, I didn't even get high. Like, yeah, no, right? bitch, like you were still,
1: you know what sugar babying exactly. is. I would, uh, yeah, see, I'm vindictive. I would tell my parents first that she was doing sugar baby Shit. And then when she came back and told them, I'd be like, classic projection. Show me the receipts. Can you show me a bank account? Oh my That's, gosh. That's, oh, who's this guy? This is the guy I've been dating. Prove me wrong. That's so funny. But then you got to change, you got to change your like sugar baby account or whatever. So yeah. she can't find it and show your parents. Wow. Um, yeah, I'm a Scorpio. So I'll, I'll that attack was a first. Big, I love that though. I'll take the power. Don't, <laughs> don't tempt me. Don't tell me you're going to do something. I will do it first and I will make you look like an asshole. <laughs> I would create a fake oh. account for her on the site and I would like list her prices and I would send it to your parents be like, Make Oh my God, really I, cheap too. I would actually, I wouldn't send it to your parents. I would send it to another family member, like an aunt or an uncle and say, I found this. I don't know what to do. And then just let them tell your parents first. Don't, get, your don't, grandparents don't, still don't around? ever fuck with me. Yeah. Like, I think that's what we've learned from this. Don't fuck with me. That's amazing. Anonymous tip. Wow. Um, wow. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is, uh, this sucks because she, by all accounts might go and tell your parents regardless of what you say or don't say to her yeah. and whatever connection. So it is one of those things where like, I think you just have to, I mean, I like my method to be I honest. Like yours, I think too. that's a really good plan. I think um, you just got to
5: be prepared. I think that's Be the prepared for the
1: worst, which is yeah. your parents uh, having their opinions and being very upset. And I don't know what they're, you know, how the, the lengths that they'll go to, like, is this a I'm going to get disowned situation and kicked out of the house situation? Is but you're this like, financially I'm just, independent. I mean, <laughs> listen, you're making more money than I am. So, yeah. like, I'm here. Uh, but I think ultimately, I mean, from a moral standpoint, I think sex work is one of the things that I don't understand why it's criminalized the way that it is. I think that if you can go on Etsy and make fucking bracelets and sell them to people, I should be able to use my vagina however I want. Yes. And I think if anything, like in a perfect world, sex work would be legal and people would just be able to be taken care of and have health care and mm-hmm. have all the access that they need because that is, a, that is a form of currency. Like people are interested in that. And I don't understand why it's different than anything else. I think for your sister to have this like moral high ground of like, well, that's well, now that you're getting paid for sex, that's prostitution and blah, blah, blah. First of all, he didn't tell me he was going to pay me beforehand. We had sex because I wanted to. And also that was a bonus. OK, yeah. for, for the photos. I don't understand why she's OK with the photos and the videos and stuff. Yeah. But she's like, I don't know that you liked each other. and You hung out three times and had sex. I don't know how I feel about it. I understand being concerned. But at the same time, this is another bitch that's got to learn. Mm-hmm. This is not your life. Focus on yourself, and at the end of the day, don't come for me mm-hmm. because you try to do this too, and I will destroy you. You're just parents. doing it
5: better than her. Like, not to she's that- just mad because
1: she didn't make yeah. six thousand dollars. I
5: think that's really what it is. I think like you've got a great outlook with like you're not embarrassed by this, and exactly like you're saying. I think don't I be think, embarrassed. No, and I think the only the the biggest issue we have with like sex work here is the fact that like because it's because it's criminalized, like we have so so many people who aren't getting access to health care, and it's it, that's the biggest issue I think here. I mm-hmm. think. Like, sex is such a normal, natural thing. And I mean, I'm like, like I don't know. like People are in business for all these different things.
1: I just don't think there's a difference between like, I slept with this guy I really liked and he gave me extra money this week. And between that and like, I married this guy that I don't really like, but he and makes that, a lot of money and he exactly, can support the life that I want.
5: Literally, I'm like, have you ever seen Real Housewives? Like,
1: yeah.
0: There's
5: like it's so much of this. Like, I don't think it makes you a bad person at all. I think like you're, you're hustling to pay what you need to pay and you're being safe and you're being comfortable. And, and this is also like you, you, this all started from a regulated site in which like Mm -hmm. you, you took every step of being like, I'm comfortable with this. I'm comfortable with this. And you made all these decisions on your own accord. If your sister wants to be concerned for you, I, I, can she not see that you're okay and like that you're you're fine with all of this you're not like a wounded fragile person who's been through something yeah. like this like this to me just sounds this just sounds judgmental. It doesn't sound like, oh, I'm worried about you. I have your best interest at heart. It's just being judgmental. It's vindictive.
1: It's just yeah. like, I'm pissed that you're doing this. I have to go work a regular job exactly. and you're doing this. And so I'm going to tell mom and, and dad so you get in trouble. Fuck you, bitch. And
5: I think there's so much like the sexuality thing of like people wishing like she tried to do it. She couldn't, like, not that I'm saying like she couldn't handle <laughs> it, but she couldn't handle it. The and pussy like, wasn't worth it. Then, so, you know,
1: be mad and, then, and die And mad. then her
5: sister is like totally comfortable doing this and owning her sexuality and being this boss ass mm-hmm. bitch. And she's feeling like, fuck, I wish I could feel that empowered and confident to do that. So she's just turning around and getting and like
1: throwing this in your face. Oh my God, I'm so vindictive. I would totally just like, I would just go to them first. And then I would also as plan B, I would create like a business plan, like a deck. That I would just like, you know, use like Adobe or whatever. And I would just be like, this is my business plan moving forward, mom and dad. If I choose to go down this road and this is how much money I would be making a month. And this is how I would be applying it yes. to the principal on my student loans. Yeah. Like, I would make it a very appealing offer. I mean, your parents are gonna be, aren't going to be okay with it. It's going to be a huge thing. But at the end of the day, like, listen, this girl. You
5: take care of you. Your sister and-
1: better know. Don't ever tell me anything yeah. because I will go. You, oh, you're cheating on your boyfriend. Guess who's getting a phone call tonight. Ooh, you you say shit about your friend guess who's getting an email tonight like I would I'm a Scorpio
5: no I love it I would ruin someone's life I think I mean I think ultimately at a certain point like if she's trying to come fuck up your life for all of this stuff I think like we're saying prepare for the absolute worst Mm -hmm. I wouldn't I I don't I think no matter what if it comes from you or your sister saying what you do it's going to be equally as bad I don't think you need to go to your parents and beat them, beat your sister to the punch. I think they'll be just as upset if they hear it from her versus if they hear it from you. And the chance that she doesn't go tell them, I don't know. I just wouldn't go tell them because what if she like was just like, what if she knows ultimately that like you can, you can expose the fact that she was doing this too. So maybe she's just kind of like saying it. And then if you then like, well, you know what? It should come from me. And then what if she never actually planned on telling me? Yeah.
1: I mean, I would... (laughs) This isn't great advice, but I would just lie about it. That's what I, yeah. <laughs> and I would be like, I, she's just jealous because I don't flirt with her boyfriend or whatever. Or something yeah. like her, someone likes me that she likes and she's like creating this all in her head. But if you do lie about it, you have to really like cover your tracks to make sure there's nothing that she's going to be able to pull up on her computer and show and your do you live with
5: her sister. Don't your, know.
1: your parents also, or your sister also needs to know that she is potentially losing a relationship with you over an argument that has nothing to do with your parents and yeah. over a disagreement in it's lifestyle immature. that has nothing to do with her. And she needs to grow the fuck up.
5: Yeah. Maybe float
1: her some money. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe be like, here's a $500. Shut the fuck up fee.
5: Yeah.
1: And you'll be signing this legal document.
5: Yeah. Oh, give her an NDA. Buy her a purse maybe and then the give worst, her an NDA. Dude.
1: Family is like single-handedly the worst. 100%.
5: <laughs> Good God. Do what you want. Yeah. Screw who you want
1: and make money how you want.
5: Yeah. You're crushing it. I love it. Yeah. Go you. I approve. I do too. I'm proud of you and your vagina. Life goals. Okay, guys, it's time for producer's corner. Um, so for this episode, is it a callback or a response? This is a response. Okay, so someone is uh, going to respond to some advice that we gave on another episode. <laughs> I
4: hope they roast you.
5: I don't <laughs> say that. I've been. I've banned. That. Like, yeah,
4: fuck her too. Yeah, I don't agree her. with anything She's, she's said. the worst. So the reason why I picked this one, well, initially oh I sent <laughs> Megan Tanjis <laughs> an email ah! on accident that yes. had questions. From an episode. And <laughs> the uh, greatest moment in my life. Yeah. The greatest. So, uh, because, you know, same name, whatever. <laughs> and so she saw a question. I did. <laughs> And so I was, and I heard that she had a lot of opinions, according to Mitchell Davis. About oh, this. Mitchell lies.
1: <laughs> First of all, don't trust anything Mitchell Davis ever says. Let me tell this story though, because so I'm up. I'm up one night. I'm like sitting in my bed on my laptop, checking my email for once, not gonna respond to emails. And I see this email pop up, and it's like questions for the podcast or something. I'm like, what? So I, I, in my head, I'm thinking. Oh, I said yes to something or I forgot <laughs> about something that's scheduled. OK. And so I click into this little Google. Di- and then also in my head, I'm thinking I'm about to get like a virus. That was the other one. I was like, this is bad be news. a really
4: creative virus. About so a podcast. I know.
1: I've gotten weird messages before. So I like I click into it and I'm looking through and I'm like I don't know what any of this is for but, I, all but says, I see hey, my name Megan, hey Megan <laughs> and I'm like what the fuck like is there because I have a podcast so I'm like oh, did Keith set up like a weird google doc and like it's like automatically sending things to me like what is going on and then I zone in on this question that's like
4: something about Mitchell Davis and anal sex okay so that's what we'll get into so this is a response to a caller from episode 20 with Mitchell yeah the best part about but to
1: end of that, that story too the best part about that was when I was responded back to the email to be like, I don't know what this is. You responded and you were like, oh, no, so sorry, wrong, Megan. And then the the file went private, <laughs> but not before I fucking screenshot it Yeah, you did. and sent it to Mitchell Davis. And I was like, I don't know what just happened or why it was a question. It was like, hey, heard about the anal sex coming. thing. We're going to yeah. play it. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, oh, we're, we're going to play So it. funny talking you into it.
5: So um, <laughs> the uh, the original episode with Mitchell, someone called in um, saying that their boyfriend had mentioned before that he'd really wanted them to have anal sex. They tried and she just really wasn't into it. And he understood that she wasn't into it and was okay with it, but she was still feeling guilty about not having anal sex and wanted to know there's ways that she could actually enjoy it and what she should do and all that stuff. And Mm. so Mitchell and I's advice was very much, I mean, Mitchell came up with this story that some guy's dick got stuck in some girl's butt, which then he realized might not actually have been true. Um, but Adventure. we basically said, uh, if you're not, if someone's fan, you, you can ruin someone's fantasy by not being into it. And it's better to, if he does, if it's not a deal breaker for him, not to force yourself to be into something. Cause you're just going to ruin <laughs> the whole fantasy for him because uh, you won't be that into it. And also there's nothing wrong with. Like wanting anal sex and not wanting anal sex.
1: Also off your point of like the threesome situation yeah. of guys always wanting girls to make out and like fuck each other. The the I swear to God the line that they all say to is well just two girls though not guys because they always ruin it. Uh-huh. They was. Always- Fuck you. Fuck, First of all, yeah. if I'm fucking a girl, then I'm also fucking two dudes. Like something's happening. I'm getting like, something for me.
5: Exactly. Like You get two and I get
1: what? I get what? Like I, I do this thing that you want me to do because it turns you on. And then I don't what? I just get. To, I OK. Yeah. Or like I would I would also be into like a, we we are having sex with you, but not each other. And then I can have sex with another dude, but you don't have to have sex with. Ooh, yeah, so that's, that's a good fair. compromise. Fair.
5: Very fair. Much, much. I've much been more thinking fair. about
1: this a lot lately.
4: <laughs> Drawing up propositions. <laughs> All right, so okay. I'm going to play the uh, follow-up. Okay, well, it's not a follow-up; it's a response.
1: <laughs> They're married now.
4: <laughs> so I
9: don't actually have a question for you. This is a um, response to your most recent episode with Mitchell um, Davis, um, responding to the the caller that was asking about like butt stuff. Um, I am 28. And up until this year, I was on the same page as you, where, like, the butthole is for pooping, and that's it. Don't go near it. But, um, I don't know, like, recently I just got curious, and my boyfriend and I did some research, we talked about it, and we did it. And, um, honestly, it is... (coughs) the best orgasm <clears throat> excuse me the best orgasm that i have ever had um uh like uh, and like mitchell was saying like if you don't want it even if you're like subconsciously nervous about it your inner butthole <laughs> will clench and you won't be able to get anything in there and it'll be a bad time for everyone. Um but, like, if you warm it up, get a lot of foreplay happening, uh, and then you, like, ease into it, There's <laughs> like, it is a lot of work. But once you get there, it is
7: so worth
9: it. And the thing that a lot of people forget to talk about, um, because a lot of people just, like, disassociate, like, you have a vagina and a butthole. And a lot of people are just like, well, if we're going to focus on the butthole, we're going to focus on the butthole. But... If you also have a vagina, you'll also have a clitoris. And that is the most important part, at least for me and, like, a couple of the people that I've talked to. That is the most important part.
1: I missed the end of that. Cause I think I jumped when she sounded very excited and, um, I, and I lost it. She
5: then talked about how, uh, she wasn't sure. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I might go to thing is just to make fun of you, which I'm not trying to do. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not at all at all. That was a great call, but she, she just said, um, if you have a vagina, <clears throat> then you also have a clitoris and she's talked to a couple people and they both agree that the clitoris is the best part, which okay. I'm
4: like, all right, you could do a survey of a lot more women and you're going to get that answer. It's not right. just like you and your friend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that I think she was trying to say that if you pay attention to both, yeah. then that's what makes uh, it. Okay. It's so yeah. a combination.
1: I mean, first of all, I'm so happy for you. And <laughs> Dude, you seem like I'm I'm satisfied. yeah, blessed. Bless you and and for finding something that makes you feel great. Uh it's even better listening to this as opposed to reading the transcription in an email, <laughs> I can say. it just didn't quite catch the the emotion of it, but I appreciate you. And uh I think, listen, as far as the previous call, I think that this is someone that obviously tried. It wasn't really working. And I don't think that they're under op- any obligation to keep trying, especially their boyfriends. Like, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Like, it's something I want. Fantasies don't have. Ooh, then I got really loud. Fantasies are great, but you can, there's a lot of different fantasies you can explore. It doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily mean like, if you don't like the exact same thing, the relationship is over. Like people are very understanding and it's not, it doesn't mean they're going to go cheat on someone the next time they have a chance because they want to have anal sex. Um, what's so funny about this too, is that Mitchell and I ran into each other <laughs> at like out at a restaurant last week and we started talking about this exact same thing because the email we were laughing. I think he made the the screenshot, his background on his phone for a while, <laughs> like he was dying. And we agree in a similar way of like, I think anything can feel good. Most things can feel good with the right person. Mm-hmm. And if you're in the right frame of mind, but at the end of the day, no one's obligated to think that everyone feels, everything feels great. So yeah. if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't try things out. I mean, I'm, I'm totally down for the, like, you know, I, th- I, d- I thought I wouldn't like this one thing and then I tried it and I love it and it's great. Keep your, your options yeah. open and uh and you know never close yourself off but if anal sex not for you it's not for you
5: yeah and that also just means mean it's not for you forever kind of a thing and I mean like I definitely have and still have visceral reactions when people talk <laughs> Megan's about got some issues I with do it. well just because I know and that's just me personally but like I all mean, right, talk to me five years from now maybe I'll be super into it but I no shaming in that and I feel like I definitely like played into the comedy a little more in the last call of I just kept talking about my butthole clenching which is not a lie definitely does every time we talk about anal but the, I don't I don't think it's wrong or gross when other people are into that kind of stuff. Like I'm sure there's stuff that like I like that I'm into that other people would not be into. But I think it's the whole thing of you need to own what you like be open to potentially liking new things and be curious and be comfortable with your partner like mm-hmm. the I mean when you think about like the first person you had sex with and like how fucking vanilla it was <laughs> and you're like good god like that's like but that's so much to do with like your own comfort level and like exactly mm-hmm. what you're saying the partner you're with the headspace you're in yeah. so I think like never there's some things that you never have to loop back to if you're like yeah nope not for me but um, that doesn't like there's nothing wrong with people
1: who are into that kind of stuff. Whenever just... whenever I think about anal sex, I think of there's this comedian, Ali Wong, who I'm obsessed with. Mm-hmm. And I just I remember her, her. I remember her just talking about how she loves anal sex. And she talks. The, the specific line, I think, is maybe if we fuck different holes, we'll feel like we're fucking different people. <laughs> <laughs> and I think about that all the time. So, you know what? Maybe you'll get to a point in your relationship where you're like, I need That's you to fuck a different hole. So I feel like so this is different and new on
5: that's great. I just think of um when the when Amy Schumer texted off of Katie Couric's phone to Katie Couric's husband <laughs> saying I want to have anal tonight and he responded again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she did a follow up. She went back on uh oh, she went on night and said that. Like, Katie Couric. Listen, listen. Her best friend is um, my landlord. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I met her at VidCon. She's like, I hear you live in so-and-so's place. And you're like, like, I hear that you have anal sex with your husband.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I heard he said, again. <laughs> you know what's so funny is that, like, I mean, I've never had anal sex. It's not something that's super on my list. But, you know, who knows? Someone could exactly. you know, trick me into something. <laughs> uh, but I do think that I, when I think of all the things, that's not even, that doesn't even register as, like, a kinky thing no. anymore for me. Because I'm like, that's just something it's, people do.
5: Yeah. I also think maybe I have PTSD. Because when I was a kid, I used to get really bad anxiety and wouldn't poop. And so I have this thing.
1: It's no like I've a related yeah. fear no
5: and that's what it probably is i had to go to a therapist because i was like so anxious and stressed i wouldn't poop when i was like four or something and that they makes did a lot of sense stick sense. those things at my butt and now Listen, i just don't i don't want anyone sticking my fair. butt.
1: maybe one day though someone come along that you want them to yeah, stick something but maybe you want to give a little foot job maybe you want exactly. to like you know uh, tie some up in a swing i don't know it's your life is, where would you hang it that's what i think about with like a sex swing, like how did you- I don't even I don't even know how to properly hang a fucking photo up on That's the wall. Literally, because what I'm I think like, this of. is I don't have a level. This is too much. And now imagine
5: two people's body weights in a fucking swing. No. You can get a stand
4: though.
1: What like. Like, I'm too fat for this. I got sent <laughs> to I got sent a sex swing once that like attaches to your door. And I was like, who's getting the deposit? Who's getting the deposit back on this apartment? Because not my fat ass when this breaks off completely. Well, like we're getting even, stuck on it. Oh no. I ma'am. don't even trust like the over-the-door shoe stuff. Mm-mm. Like I don't trust that. No. I don't trust chairs. So I'm not here for anything. No, no, no. no. I just like that. You're but not I, gonna get me with a sex swing. Oh.
5: No. I just also what does it look like? It just in my head, it just looks like that, like a trapeze.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. You know what? Very simple. Is it just looking clean trapeze? I don't know. I don't have enough. You know what? I live in Los Angeles. I pay a lot for a little space. I don't have enough room for That's a sex what swing. I
5: am thinking about.
1: You know, you got a lot of room.
5: No, but this is what I'm saying. <laughs> you I, definitely have you room for a, a sex swing. There's a whole there. corner over there. You could <laughs> yeah. just be
1: fucking and swinging. But
5: here's the thing. Like, you would have to put it in like a bedroom or a private area because like how? Do, also, Your
1: parents come over for Christmas. Well, it doesn't so work like, with my
5: aesthetic. Like where? Like <laughs> you where, can get a white one? You got to get a
1: white one with like some <laughs> rose gold accents. But,
5: like, put some like lights around. <laughs> I Succul- crystals. some succulents some falling succulents. next to it this
1: actually sounds like a beautiful it fucking does. swing i'll
5: put it right there where the christmas wow. tree is
1: i'm into it me
5: too oh everyone can take pictures in front of it i'm Pugs. waiting for
1: like a sex swing company to reach out to you and want to send we make one.
5: aesthetically pleasing sex swings megan yeah. would you like to take an instagram tumblr one?
1: instagram <gasps> ready yes i started working my instagram theme recently and i'm really excited about it
5: oh my god i'm so excited for it's you all i think about every it's day all i think about every day too <laughs> for years I'm not that bright. (laughs) Not a lot going up here. It's okay. You're cute. Thank you. Someone told me I was cute, not funny once, and I didn't speak to him for (laughs) two weeks. And I was so mad. Except he told another girl that she was funny, not cute, and she wasn't mad at
1: all. Wow. He sounds like someone who's just not going to get fucked by anybody.
5: You'd be surprised. I still love him, though. But I was really mad. Yeah. And then he realized I was funny.
1: There you go. Have to, have
5: to work for. Oh my God. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. You were great.
1: Anytime. This you is are fun. very
5: good at this. Oh, thank you. And not, okay. I don't want to say you were being, you're bitchy, but like I felt like <laughs> sometimes I felt like I, when I give advice and like sometimes yeah. I yell at people mm. and Tell them that they're wrong. Yeah. I really like that you were on the same page as me. Oh uh,
1: good. Yeah. I like to give some tough love yes. every now and then. Don't Thank make mistakes that I've made. Yeah. Be better. Be better.
5: Okay. I love that. Because I, I I can't fuck with everyone who's just trying to coddle everyone
1: all the time. Sometimes you need a swift kick in the ass. Oh yeah, I know. Or a
10: dick Sometimes you kick need to be told ass. to get
1: your shit together. Yeah. And to stop being concerned about birth control of people than aren't you? Oh my God. Yeah, I'm I'm, yes. I'm agreeing with that.
5: Well, where can everyone check you out on the internets? And Ooh. don't
1: tell them where you live. <laughs> <All> right? <laughs> Thank God. Uh, you can find me at Megan Tonjes on most things. My YouTube channel is Tongis, Uh And I also do music. So you can find me on the iTunes. And I have a podcast called Adventures in Roommating. We put out two episodes a week. And it's me and my roommate who are we're a couple of friends. So have fun. Amazing. Well,
5: um, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, leave us a review in the podcast app. And um, yeah, you guys can also send us your calls. If you have a follow-up call, if you are another responder, you want to talk about anal sex some more, for sure. <laughs> Actually, I don't know how much my butthole can take it. Like, I'm just <laughs> clenching. I'm going to be constipated for days. Oh, um, no. <laughs> So uh, leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. And if you're an international caller, email meganpodcast at gmail.com. Um, do people, do you have an email? Just people can just send
1: you like spreadsheets about anal sex. <laughs> you know, let me get back to you. I have to make <laughs> sure I have to see on. what emails you've taken. Like yeah. you might've grabbed like anal Megan at gmail.com. Yeah, I have that one. And I have anal Megan too. Analmegan I like analmegan at like gmail.com. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Yeah. I've got a lot
1: of AOLs and a lot of hot mails. Okay, good. I'll yeah. get on the Yahoo then. Yeah.
5: Hop on that Yahoo. Um, yeah. So we will, we will talk to you guys in, in a week. Oh, and also this was on YouTube. If you want to watch on YouTube too. Where you could see faces Done. and facial reactions. There was a lot of facial reactions, Bless. at least on my end. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> okay, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Don't Blame Me is a production by me, produced, directed, and edited by Melissa Demont's camera operator Shereen Yunus, post-production sound by Chris Henry, production assistant Julie Carly, and music by Giacomo Picasso and Ryan Hunter. I'll see you guys next week, and don't blame me if your life, you know, completely fucks up before then.
10: <laughs> oh.